1: Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to the next episode of Ingles and Ian, a Cowboys Right for Free podcast. And as always, your good friend and mine, the hater of Spencer Sanders, Mister Ian. <laughs> how you doing today, buddy?
0: You know, it's not without cause. It's not without cause. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. But yeah, I'm doing good. Happy to be back in the saddle. I'm starting my like starting to prep for football season a little bit. And I, am like excited. Days
1: out, something like that. 40 days. We're about.
0: I think we're less than six weeks out from week zero. And then I don't know how many days we are from September 1st from the Cowboys first game. Give me a second. I'll, I would assume it's, I think it's less than 50, 44 days until yeah, 44 days, September 1st. So, I mean, we're getting close. That's again, six weeks away and two days. But,
1: and there's been all sorts of crazy, like it, it all, almost makes me a little sad. Like, I love college football. I love college football as much as anybody, but I, it's really sad that like everything is now revolving around college football. Uh, you know, SEC media days are going on and people are call already calling for NIL. Uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's like, there should be a salary cap and all this other stuff. And like big 12 was last, last week and Randall was like, Oh yeah, we totally called the timeout that we got that shouldn't have been given to us. Which probably would have allowed OSU to win that football game, but it's all like, and not it's now. You know, Notre Dame is coming out saying, "Hey, we want we want to stay independent and get seventy five million a year." I don't blame them for that. Well, and I also read something that CBS is saying they they will basically outbid almost anybody for the Big Twelve at this.
0: point. I've said this for a pretty long time that I've wanted the Big Twelve to go to CBS, uh, just because. They could take over that 230 slot. Maybe some other slot with CBS. But having that and possibly being the flagship of the big of the new Big 12 at least would be huge. Mm -hmm. And gives us the national network. Could do some streaming on Paramount Plus, which I don't hate. Could also, you know, have a few games on CBS Sports Network, which isn't the worst thing. And, you know, you get Brad Nessler calling your your best game of the week. So I don't think you can go wrong with that. I also heard that. NBC might try to go after them which would be really interesting because we haven't seen them do stuff outside of Notre Dame for a really long time would they hire from within would they hire on the outside that that's very interesting to me
1: yeah well and the, the big thing there is CBS is on the verge of losing out on all the college football you know because the SCC is transitioning to ESPN uh there's there's a lot of shift there and if they're not careful, the only big property in college sports they're going to have is the tournament, the NCAA tournament. And so if that happens, well, that is have, that means they have this much sports besides the NFL. They have Army-Navy. Okay, that's a game a year. It's a very important game. It's a very important game of the year, but it's different than their current catalog of games.
0: They also have what is it, a partial deal with the Mountain West, a deal with CUSA. They have deals with Army and Navy, I think, because a lot of their games are on CBS Sports Network. They have the NFL. They have golf partial. I mean, they got the Masters and the PGA Championships. They got two of the big time majors.
1: They have the Sun
0: Bowl still. But
1: but we are the United States of football at this point. (laughs) I mean, that is just what drives eyeballs across every sport. I mean, the NBA does find mm-hmm. numbers, Major League Baseball, for as many games as they play, does find numbers. But we are the United States of football, and that's just all there mm-hmm. is to it. I mean, the average college game gets more, more viewers than an NBA Finals game.
0: Yeah, no, I well, I think it's, it's something about the rarity of the sport. NBA is on for half the year. MLB is on for half the year. NFL, I think it's like 20 weeks. College football, 15 weeks. It's the rarity of
1: it. Right. No, yes. And yes, I, and I agree with that. But it's just, that is where we are as a country now. And that's where the money is. And it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, you know, these kids, some of these kids are getting $2, 3000000 million. Like, I heard, I was listening to somebody on SiriusXM saying the going rate for a four-star cornerback is pushing seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in nil money
0: dang i mean it's it's nuts out here man that's got to be
1: like if, if oklahoma state doesn't win a natty in the next two years they're never gonna win unless something seismically changes revenue sharing that kind of stuff
0: in the in the next two years yeah yeah that ain't happening
1: yeah i know that's why well that's why i I don't know if you recall or not that's why i was like so heartbroken after last season and losing the the big 12 championship game was like, this was our last chance. And I honestly believe that. And I still believe that that was our last legitimate chance. Unless something I cannot foresee happening happens, which is essentially revenue sharing.
0: I would assume that at some point I would assume that Oklahoma state would join the sec if given an opportunity. But even then, is that even, I don't know if that's worth it. Well, well, there's you, always been in, in college football there's always been about five or six programs that could win a national title each year. Now it's kind of been acknowledged.
1: If if they'd gone to 8, I think it would be it would have been long more I I think it would have expanded faster if it had gone to 8, but it has been so drilled down to this really small pool and the way they choose the pool really screws it up. Like if you had every Power 5 school or every power five champion getting into the playoff every year, you would have a lot more, but because you have people who are very biased, um, picking then all of a sudden it's not a true representation because it's perceived. There's so much perception in college football and always has been as part of the sport. Um, but if you had gone to an 18 playoff right away, I think we wouldn't be here right now because, the Pac-12 would always be there. Uh, the Big mm-hmm. 12 would always be there. Uh, Notre Dame would probably almost always be there, which they probably shouldn't be either. But that's a whole other conversation. It, but it will also change scheduling, recruiting. Like, it just uh, just, mm, just pisses me off.
0: <laughs> I, I think it is safe to say that ESPN has ruined uh, college football in some ways. I mean, you look at like they own every bowl game now, practically. Sun Bowl and the Holiday Bowl, are, I think, are the only two on the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Those are the only three that are not going to be on ESPN this year. The um, I think it's on it's a purposeful thing that they want to hold it to four.
1: Oh, it's definitely
0: as soon as they expand. I mean, I feel like we could see some switchback or whatever. I don't know.
1: Well, the thing is, once they expand, Fox can get involved, yeah. In that i mean fox from everything i've heard and read they are the main driver with ucla and usc going uh to the big ten
0: which is weird because doesn't fox own or
1: espn own fox no espn and fox are different companies fox they own they bought fox but fox in for, okay so for antitrust reasons um when disney bought fox they got fox media but they didn't get Fox Sports. Fox Sports is a whole other entity. Because oh. if they kept Fox Sports, they would have triggered ant- antitrust violations and things. Oh, okay. Okay. So, that Fox, um, if I remember correctly, because uh, that's a part of like Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, there's a lot of media outlets that are part of Fox in all the regional networks. Um Stayed under that umbrella, and I think they spun them off to Bali for the ma- majority of them. Um But yeah, they're they're a different entity. Yeah, and so I remember that. I remember that distinctly.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now because I I kind of forgot about that. I I don't think I ever got like an understanding of it. So also UCLA to the UCLA and USC. The Big Ten is weird, and like at least with. Oklahoma and Texas, it made sense because they are neighboring states.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're California in same state. Close. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the issue, right? Is that, okay, for football, well, okay, two major points here. First, for every student that isn't a football player, that's going to be awful. If you're having to go from USC to Rutgers for a Tuesday basketball game, that's going to be awful. Oh, gosh someone uh, I was listening to somebody they were explaining like they they had done the math and essentially if you're a non football player you will only be on campus for your home games you're going to be a virtual student a- after that so for those sports wow I could, I could see that like tanking recruiting why would you want to do that to yourself what do you I ever think at that point have you ever made that flight like coast to coast no. it is awful i've
0: when i was like nine i did was it oklahoma to New jersey and i don't remember the, any of that because i was again nine
1: <laughs> well um, i mean the flights are hard but it's harder. so when i was living in pittsburgh i had this big interview in seattle which that's a long flight as it is but it's mm-hmm. a three hour time difference mm-hmm. so i naturally woke up at 4 45 in the morning Seattle time and my interview wasn't for another seven hours. And so I've got to like figure out what to do. I've been awake longer than I'm used to being, like completely threw my body clock off. And then I got to go back. And, and I know there's like stuff in like research in the NFL. I don't remember which direction. I think it's west to east. That if a team has to go from west to east in the NFL, they have like a really bad losing record, like really oh. bad. So you're asking children, essentially. I mean, you're you're a child to me in some respects. I don't know, not to be the old man here, but I mean, it is uh, kids to do this every week. Because I mean, you you know how how these things can go, where you you could be on three row games in a row. And is the university really going to have their football team out on the East Coast for three weeks in a row, having their kids doing? remote learning in some hotel or conference center for three weeks in a row because i know at least the nfl they generally will stay on one coast if they're making sort of a swing mm-hmm. and again let's yeah. go back to basketball are you gonna go what if you have a tuesday road game usc to michigan in a saturday home game back at us that's just brutal that's mean <laughs> It's it's not like that is not okay to do that. Yeah. Even the pros do barely do that kind of. Thing. It just doesn't it doesn't add up to
0: me. I don't I don't get it. I don't get this move. I know Fox is driving it, but there's got to be some way they can call somebody's bluff. It, it's just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't make sense. And I think I'm more mad about this than the Texas OU to be completely honest with you. Well, again, because I I yeah, sorry. They're ma- okay, they're making this move based off money. Texas is going back with Texas A&M. OU is going to you know try to compete with the big boys. I, I don't blame them. This doesn't make sense to me. It still doesn't because it's like, okay, nothing is close to you. You're getting rid of all your longstanding rivals. You're not really doing anything to better the West Coast. You're hurting it. If those two teams are gone, the West Coast becomes a wasteland almost. I I don't I don't know what you would do there. If you're the Pac-12, you're you're ultimately screwed.
1: Oh no, they're dead. They're dead. But to go back a little bit with OU and Texas and the SEC is something that most people I, I've taught, I've heard and talked to don't bring up is Fayetteville to Norman, four and a half hours. You know, like Arkansas is really close. You know, Mizzou is really close. I mean, they were Big Eight school. You know, they were still re- so that's there's a lot of regionality there still. Oh, yeah,
0: I mean, they were rivals with Missouri. Um, they used to travel there again, Arkansas. It's actually like three hours, at least from my place. Um, AM Louisiana, yeah. I think Baton Rouge, like 10 hours. Not the worst,
1: no, not at all. Uh, but the other thing, uh, that I've barely heard talked about, but it is true, is USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten has basically ended the Rose Bowl being the Rose Bowl.
0: Yeah. 'Cause they, they always get the big ten team and the pac twelve team. Now there's not really a point. You think the Rose Bowl would have stepped in and did something, which honestly I'm okay. I know the Rose Bowl's are like all traditional, but I think the new tradition should be the like something else. <laughs> have like the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl be the premier New <laughs> Year's Day game. <laughs> but hey, but that was but, no. Nah.
1: But well How here's the thing about the Rose Bowl is they were always cause cause when the CFP wanted to expand. They wanted the Rose Bowl to be a part of it, and the Rose Bowl refused because they always wanted to be on New Year's Day. And now the CFP can be like, "Whatever, bro. You're done. We don't care. You're not a big deal no more." Like they can basically, yeah. they can basically dictate to the Rose Bowl what they're gonna do because the Rose Bowl doesn't mean jack.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Not anymore. It's kind of it's the king is dead, long live the king in that area. What are you going to do? I mean, like they're the reason that the CFP cannot expand. They're the reason the playoff is played on New Year's Eve at times and like December 28th on others. They've just been a massive roadblock, Mm -hmm. and now the roadblock is eliminated, which isn't necessarily the worst thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I just wish it happened sooner before everything got blown up. I mean, I I feel sorry for the Pac-12 commissioner, man. He was living, like, running, like, Caesars Gaming or something crazy in Vegas, like, calling the shots. The big dog took a leap, and uh, that leap became a a free fall.
0: Part of me thinks he could salvage it. I don't know if he just needs to take from the Mountain West. I don't know if he needs to. He needs to be aggressive. And it it now becomes a war between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 on who's going to take the other team's schools. I, I, I think the Big 12 would edge that out. Uh,
1: you you would think. Um, I mean, you got Oregon and Washington. So let me th- float this idea by you because it's something I've been thinking about and been hearing about as well. Is um, So a lot of these conferences are, are coming up on their grant of rights. Big 10's coming up on it. SEC's coming up on it. Big 12's coming up on it. So there's been something I've been... Before I even heard it and you spoke anywhere, I was thinking already: is since football is the driver, we are the United States of football. What incentive does the SEC have to keep Vanderbilt? Would you, if you're Other a conference, than... if you're a conference, and wouldn't you much rather have in football Oklahoma State versus Vanderbilt? Wouldn't you much rather have? Kansas State versus Vanderbilt, for that matter. Like they're like- okay. So
0: here, so here's the deal with that. Because I heard this on another podcast about that relegation. A relegation system would be a really good idea for the league. However, a lot of those presidents in the colleges are good buddies, golfing buddies, steakhouse buddies. They don't really want to do that to their friend. Basically, so I think it'd be really hard on, on some people to do that. To, even though it'd be the easy thing to do the only thing that the the only way that that would work is a relegation and i don't think that some presidents would be willing to do that because if they suck and have to get relegated, let's say it's kansas they have to get relegated to the the mac that's a huge drop in revenue that i don't think schools are going to be willing to take
1: well that's the thing well I, i've heard about the relegation idea and everyone says at le- least what i've heard there's for that to work, there's got to be some form of revenue sharing. And basically the idea of conferences and conference TV deals have to go away. It's got to be a league deal to where if you are on this league level, you're making X, this league level, you're making Y. But if you're making Y, it's still enough to compete. We're talking about the professionalization of college sports, at least college football. Mm-hmm. And another thing that that I've heard, and I hope this happens. Well, I don't really hope it happens because I love college football the way it is. But college football, if it breaks away, it needs to break away. The other sports need to go back to their perspective footprints. USC and UCLA basketball, they need to be in the Pac-12. You know, they don't need to be going to Pac-10. All this other stuff, all the other sports kind of need to go away. I, I could cut and see basketball to an extent. I could. But even then, basketball's revenue was so minimal compared to football. Uh, And I hope they enjoy it while they can, too, because football in the next 20 years will be a dying sport in the United States. Youth participation in football is dropping because of concussion fears at an alarming rate. So make the money while you can, destroy all our traditions, and then get out the door. That's basically what ESPN is doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if it were to be the case, I feel like they need to do like – separate leagues for everybody else because i mean that's what they do with lacrosse that's i mean soccer is very different wrestling is very different yeah i think that they would all just have to be like their own independent leagues which i think is what you were getting at and i think what you said actually so yeah no i i definitely agree with that sentiment
1: right well because like big 12 wrestling is like wyoming and there's a bunch of random schools um yeah it would be they the idea of a single conference is probably coming to an end. Yeah. Which sucks. No, I agree. Yeah, it does. So my question because, is- Because- Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, now it's just like you have rivals with separate schools and it's not like one straight rivalry. It's not like I hate them in every sport. It's I hate them in this sport, this sport, this sport, but we never face them in sport X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah. and that's and It's weird. And that's what sucks, right? Because, that's what makes college sports so fun, especially with conferences. For I mean, for and for the majority of sports, you know, you know, softball's weird. or Well, softball and baseball, it's kind of weird anyway because their conference schedules, at least in the Big Twelve, aren't that long. They do a mm-hmm. lot of non-conference games, but wrestling is weird too. But that's the great part about college sports that I think everyone's. Well, I don't know if everyone, but a lot of people who are writing the checks and quote-unquote making the decisions are missing is like it's fun to hate other people not in like the i want to hate not in the like oh i want to hurt kind of hate but you know when i was working in tulsa uh i worked in all you know tulsa if you think about proximity to big 12 schools you got ou osu uh k-state ku all within three or four uh and then other schools i had Pretty much every school represented in my area in my office in Tulsa, and it made Monday morning during football season so much fun because you got Mm -hmm. to talk a whole lot of crap. It's not like (laughs) you know, it's like you know, yeah, my K State friends, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, they would talk crap to me if we lost in basketball, or they talk crap, I talk crap to them if they lost in football or whatever, and that's what made it great. And I just kills me.
0: It's the what we like about the sport is the regionality, but now it's becoming a national thing right. with a national league. And well and that's think, what
1: everyone's saying is college sports needs to become national. Like, no, the reason why college sports is great is because it's regional. Because mm-hmm. I was I was I was talking to my dad about this. Like if you if you pick there are certain spots in the SEC. If you pick a certain spot there's probably six schools within hundred miles and they all mm-hmm. loathe each other. And that's what makes it fun. <laughs> you know that you've got to like when you lose you and your school loses you gotta like go into the office the next day and like I mean I can't tell you how many times after Oklahoma State would lose to somebody I would definitely be wearing orange Monday morning be like yeah you, that's right you won't come at me well, yeah we're gonna talk like I, I would never like be sad about it be like, <laughs> it, 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 that's what made it great and it's just going away yeah. and it sucks
0: no it definitely does I'm with you 100% on there. I mean, it's honestly just a what are you going to do moment right
1: there? What are you going to do? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Spencer Sanders has a Heisman candidate season and we win the natty out of nowhere, get a running back out of nowhere, and something great happens. <laughs> it's really where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know It'll how to feel about to this be, upcoming uh, football season. Like, we have so many question marks.
0: Yeah. My guess is that.
1: Nine and three and she's yes, will know. be the
0: one to step up. And I'm I'm I want that to happen because I know him. Uh we went to middle school together. So I am I'm optimistic. And again, I realistically, I know I joke about the nine and three Alamo Bowl thing, but I think that is probably going to happen this year. Because I've already I, played two losses, Baylor and Oklahoma, and then either Kansas State or Texas will be the third.
1: I mean, I'm when I went through it, I came out at ten and two. But there were a couple of question marks. I could, I mean, that's probably what it is. I mean, we don't, to the best of our knowledge, we don't have a really good outside threat. The running back is a question, but it was a question going into last year until Warren showed up, and the next thing you know, we got a workhorse. Um, the thing that scares me is the middle of the defense. That's really what scares me. You lose those two middle linebackers, you know. I mean, how many starts did Malcolm have just by himself? Like 50 or 60 starts? You know, that's just so much knowledge. He Um, was
0: always playing.
1: Yeah, he was always there. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what to think about the season yet. We'll get a much better pitcher come, um, you know, come October, not come October, come fall camp. But still, I mean, that is just a. So many question marks, and, and, that, and I think that's one of the. Re- honestly, I think that's one reason why um, our DC left. You know, um he was losing a lot of guys, and I think he knew that if he stayed in one more season, he would his stock would have dropped
0: Yeah, I mean for him, it's um you got to do what you got to do. Honestly,
1: yeah, I mean for sure, I, uh, I don't
0: blame him. But I'm I'm glad we got Derek Mason. That's a really good replacement. Yeah, we can talk about this, but I, I want to get into the MLB draft, if that's okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't we'll followed dive too into much, that, but you know that Holiday's kid went number one. Yep. Jackson Holiday. First Stillwater kid go. I, I assume it's got to be the first Stillwater kid going number one overall. To
0: my knowledge, it is.
1: I think. I don't know. But,
0: yes, Jackson Holiday was selected number one overall by the Baltimore Orioles on Sunday. Stillwater High School – He's probably not going to go to Oklahoma State, but he was going to go if he wasn't drafted high. Everything I heard was either it was going to be Holiday or Drew Jones, Andrew Jones' son. He went second over all the Diamondbacks. Other players that got drafted, Justin Campbell went to the Guardians at the 37th pick. Uh, Nolan McLean, McLean uh, went uh, third round to Baltimore as well. Trevor Martin went to Tampa. Uh, Both Victor Marudos and Roman Panslokar, I probably butchered that, both went to the Angels. Griffin or Griffin Dorshing went to the Padres. Caden Trenkle went to the A's. And Bryce Osmond also went to the Angels. Cale Davis went to the Blue Jays. That is it for Cowboys drafted. That should be a total of nine.
1: Yeah, that's pretty that good. got
0: drafted, I believe.
1: And the MLB draft is not like it used to be either. Because they really cut down the number of minor league teams because it used to be like, I don't know, like 40 rounds. Yeah. Yeah, it was seven or eight hundred players got picked. Uh, And that's not the case anymore. But it's also still weird because you only have so much money to spend. At least this is the way it used to be. Like, you only had so much money to spend in a certain round. And if you couldn't sign a player, you would lose players. I mean, MLB draft is not. I mean, it's getting closer, but it is in years past has not been anything like what we're used to, like in MLB or NBA or NFL or NBA. That's what I meant.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they only have like four regular rounds that are in order, and then they goes to I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like if the team loses a qualifying free agent, does not receive revenue sharing, and did exceed the luxury tax threshold the previous season it is awarded a compensatory pick after the fourth round. Dodgers received a pick when Corey Seager signed with the Rangers, but lost it as part of the penalty for signing Freddie Freeman. So yeah. I, I yeah, don't know it's, what do it's
1: there, weird. But <laughs> it I think 616
0: weird. players were drafted, which is nuts. And it was like 20 rounds-ish. So, I mean, props. Well, I also gotta
1: remember, like, the farm system in Major League Baseball is so different versus uh versus everything else and it's also one of those things where you can it's either you can the eligibility for drafts like you don't even have to declare for the draft like you're just eligible if you're a high school graduate you're eligible and you can also declare so people will take kids or like late and see if they'll actually come or go to college. Like there's a bunch of that. And yeah. even if you're no, selected I mean, in the draft, oh, yeah, and you they can, can, can go still back go to college. Yeah. So if you're if you're yeah, if you're a high schooler and you get taken in the MLE draft, you can opt out and still go to school.
0: Yeah, you can go again. Well, but the difference I mean,
1: that's the difference with baseball is that um if you go to college, you have to stay for three years. That's the big difference. You can go to the pros right away but if you go to college, you have to stay for three years.
0: Oh, wait, what?
1: Yeah. That's how the, that that's how, it. what?
0: That can't be it because, um,
1: that's how, it unless they've changed in the last year or two, that is how it works.
0: Oh, that makes sense because I've seen so many people that they'll have like juniors. Okay. That makes sense. What about Juco guys?
1: I don't know how that works, but I know if you go to school, I, I would assume it's still three years. Um, because even Bryce Harper, he got his uh, GD and started playing JUCO baseball at sixteen. That's why he got drafted at nineteen and was playing the pros by the time he was twenty.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So, and, and honestly, to me, that's what that's what basketball should do. Yeah, you can get drafted out of high school if you're good enough, but if you go play college ball, you got to stay for three years. I think that's a great, great system. It eliminates the one and dones, allows coaches to coach and develop and do their stuff. I think it's a great system.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things where I just I don't know about any of that. So, I mean, congrats to those that got drafted.
1: Yeah, I'll you're hoping that. some of them stick. I mean, from all, from all, yeah. <laughs> everything I've read, unless you're a high-round draft pick, being a minor league baseball player just sucks. You've got to buy your yeah, own bat. Minor
0: league is kind of a <laughs> – minor leagues are rough, man. And they they're going through a lawsuit, I think, with the government or something. I don't know. Crabs wild and Rob Manfred getting boo puts a smile on my
1: face. <laughs> oh, oh, baseball. What a great sport that's killing itself.
0: <laughs> it's been wait, a little wait. bit of a uh, so- softball transfers, I think.
1: Yeah. So uh, we got a middle fielder from Bama. Uh, yeah. She, she played really got somebody well from UAB. Yeah. We got One from UAB.
0: Brianna Evans went to A&M. And I think Hobson went to Washington. Julie Cotrell entered the po- entered the portal. I assume she's going to go to Missouri with her dad.
1: Yeah, I expected that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bummer because she she hit that home run against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So and we that we. Kind of we
1: yeah, cannot talk. We would be remiss to not uh, bring up uh, Hoveland's effort, the British. Uh, that was a great effort. And Oh, yeah. Everyone came after me. I wasn't saying I wasn't rooting for Victor. I was just saying that when Rory's playing his best golf, it is gorgeous to watch because he is one of the best swings on tour. But yeah, I mean, that was a heck. I haven't had that much fun watching golf in a long time because I love Hoveland, he's great. I love that he's still in Stillwater and still helping out the golf team. Uh, Rory playing great. I mean, Cameron Smith needs to learn to shave that mustache because it's awful. But other than that, man, that 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 tournament was great on the old course. That mm-hmm. is one of those bucket list things for me. Like, one day I'll be good enough again to play the old course, and I'll go over. And, oh, that was oh, – I was no. – I, I basically – well, – listeners if you got this far i uh i lost my job on friday downsizing um, economy inflation blah 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 blah. wasn't my fault getting a nice severance etc cetera, etc cetera. but still i basically didn't have anything to do last week so i basically watched the open for four days and it was awesome
0: yeah no shame in that man no shame in that um yeah Hofflin looked really good i was he put up a good effort Cameron Smith with the incredible comeback, and I'm pretty sure he grew that mustache and mole just because he moved to Jacksonville. Just what I saw I was like, oh yeah, he's been living in Duval County for a little bit. He's embraced the culture there.
1: Like, <laughs> <Look, laughs> so just shave the mustache, the mullet. The I, I'll give him credit. I mean, it's not Gundy mullet, but it's, it's 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 solid. You know, just just shave the pedo stash, dude. Like it, it is a straight up pedo stash.
0: Yeah, that's a new trend. It's a new trend with a new Top Gun movie.
1: It's that I haven't seen that yet. I need to go see it. Maybe it, Well, it's really good. That's what I've heard. I've heard all everyone I've heard talk to is like it's great. And I just haven't done it. Like my and I feel like I say this every time i record. But like my like, the last month of my life has just been bonkers and then some. So, well, now that I have time, uh maybe I'll go tomorrow. No one's going to be there at noon. I was at the theater myself, eating a hot dog, drinking a Coke, you know? Why not?
0: Go for it. This is like a little vacation for you. Unfor- yeah, an unfortunate vacation, sucks.
1: but... <laughs> oh, man. It's, I can't believe it's been almost a year since, since we started this thing. And I can't believe all the crap that's happened. Like, I was thinking about that today. Like I knew we were going to record. I just like, wow, so much shit has happened. Since we've started this podcast, oh my god!
0: Yeah, no, de- definitely, it has been a whirlwind. We're not only we're even at a year, but the stuff that's happened to both you and I is
1: nuts. Yeah, it's just, uh, the wild ride that has been, my friend, and my friends out there in podcast land. We love you. You hate us, but you still listen to us, so <laughs> we appreciate you anyway.
0: Hey, we're gonna we're gonna start doing this regularly, so. Oh, yeah. get back so the next right time
1: there. I'm, I'm assuming we'll start doing uh some season previews some grouping previews maybe we'll talk about the running back room the wide receiver room i mean just knowing oklahoma state mm. i it would be weird if our wide receivers suck that would just that just not who we are um like because i think i think done okay so here, here here's something mm. i think done is about to make the That's why I think Spencer is going to be better. Dunn's going to make the leap as a play caller, as a schemer. I think he's ready to make. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, I have no, I have no faith in Sanders whatsoever. He's going to do what he did last year. I think. I don't know what Dunn's going to do because it almost feels like Gundy's calling the plays, or I I don't know.
1: I don't believe something. I don't know if it was they had the time to scheme. I don't know, but something flipped in that Notre Dame game. Yes, Spencer is all all whatever during bowl games, but the play calling hasn't been that good in a long time. Be
0: fair. He did do the same thing in the cheese at bowl.
1: He played Spencer played really well, but the play calling wasn't that fast. It wasn't that accurate. It was, and like I said, I don't know if it was scheming or if it was the extra month plus to, to build for it. I don't know, but something flipped there. And if that flipped, That switch can stay flipped, then I think we're going to have a really good, probably at best 10 and 2, but at least it's going to be fun to watch again. I think (laughs) that could be the big difference. Instead of like hating every day, hating every day, be going, Oh God, but we're 10 and 2, now it's going to be like, Oh yeah, that was super fun, even though we lost 47 to 43. That was fun to watch. (laughs) I
0: I had fun with
1: watching the defense.
0: I had fun watching No, I did too,
1: but. I don't know. I grew up in the, the age of just pedal the metal, a thousand miles an hour. If you can stop us, good luck, basically. No, I
0: mean, I did too, but I, I'm learning to enjoy defenses. And I think that's. Well, no, no,
1: it's been great. I mean, I'm not that, trying to take anything away from the defense and maybe we could just get both together at one point. It seems like one or the other one day they're going to intersect and be like, maybe. Because we saw what a perfect team will do for us. We we finished fifth in the nation last year. We we saw what a lead defense.
0: Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to see what's going to happen this year. Uh, (laughs) PFF, Pro Football Focus, just released their top ten teams of college football. Do you want me to read them for you? Sure. This is the first time I'm seeing this. All right. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Shocker. Number three, Ohio State. Shocker. Number four, Clemson.
1: Shocker. Well, that's actually a bit of a shocker. I think they'd be number four. People
0: are really high on Clemson this year. I'm, uh, I'm kind of up and down about it. A&M is at six. Notre Dame is at seven. Oklahoma is at eight. Oklahoma State is at nine. Utah is ten. I don't know what they see
1: because I don't think
0: Oklahoma's top ten team right now. Their their secondary, their starting secondary is gone. Trey Sterling gone. Colby Arvell Peel gone. Christian Holmes gone. Bernard Converse, gone. Their linebacking core is basically gone. Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper, who played like 80%, 90% of the snaps, they're both gone. Your D-line looks good.
1: Uh, uh, no, the D-line isn't good. They're going to be elite, especially on the yeah, edge. No. Those edge rushers are going to be – but I agree with you. I mean, those – and I even said earlier, you lose – those two guys in the middle of that defense who have basically been there since they changed the defense, that's going to be tough to overcome. But you also have to understand there's a lot of guys who have been there for a long time who don't basically know the system. But uh, I don't even have a butt, really. Spencer Reschert Sr. has got maybe another year left with COVID year. You know, it's still Oklahoma State. No matter, I mean, yeah. Very few times, no matter how many times I've gone in this season, talking to my friends, like, yeah. And and I'm generally a more realist when it comes to Cowboy football. Um, oh, and I also got you the Hope training hat. So looking forward to see you wearing that this year. Oh, yeah. Have you sent that to me yet? <laughs> Not yet. I need to. Uh, but Gundy figures out a way to do it he, with almost without fail. Almost he puts he has his, he has when his, he ups shouldn't, and is especially when he shouldn't. He puts out a 9, 10, 11, 20. That's what he does. And he shouldn't this year. This year should be a down year. And especially with how recruiting has changed, and especially with what he was saying about NIL and how that's not what we're going to do here. I can see that being a driving factor for a lot of kids. I'm not, I am not that person, but I can play with them regardless that I am. I am better than people think, you know, that I can do this. And if Gundy, if anyone can pull that out of somebody, it's Gundy. It's going, look, you want to play hard. You, it's, it's just, it's your stick, right? You want to be a man on this team. And that's one thing I always appreciate about Gundy more than, even though I did call you a kid earlier, cause you are, but he treats those I'm people
0: 21, dude.
1: <laughs> he treats those people like men. He's like, You are men. You are yeah. here to do a job. Do your job. And we've yeah. seen it time and time again. Two stars go in the NFL. I mean, Malcolm, was he a walk-on? Like, what is it was what, a three
0: star safety.
1: Yeah. Playing yeah, exactly. We've seen it time and time again. So if, if anybody can do it with less because he's done it with less forever. It's gone. he's done it with less forever. Yeah. He's in. Yeah. And there's a part of me and I'm going to say it now. I'm going to speak it into existence. Oh no. We're going to win bedlam by 21. No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. They're depleted,
0: man. Oh, we got it in the pod right there. We got it in the pod. <laughs> I, no, in the pod,
1: right? <laughs> I We're going to need... be, we're going to win bedlam walking away. We might go four and nine, but we're going to win Bedlam walking away. Because you know, Gundy's last shot, Norman. He's going to have those kids get ready to go. Sorry, those men ready to go. They don't leave till
0: twenty twenty five. They're not going to leave till twenty twenty five. So they get one more opportunity, Norman.
1: Still after this, you know they're leaving early. They say they're not, but you know, ESPN wants. Because you know how much money ESPN is paying for that stupid Longhorn network? They're going to figure out a way to get him to leave early.
0: We said this last year and they're still here.
1: Hey, early they're not, they're not is before 2025.
0: <laughs> By 20, you have jinxed You've jinxed them. Now, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, I, I said one of the losses was going to be to Oklahoma. They're going to find a way, they always find a way. Dylan Gabriel, it's actually really good. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in the Big 12 this year. It's it's not happening. It's not happening. I hope that the cowboy grandfather himself finds this podcast, listens to it, and (laughs) reacts. Because it'll not be pretty. I'll (laughs) tell you that.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. So July nineteenth, twenty 2022, Jacob makes a prediction. You can all roast me. In four months, if I'm wrong, if I'm right, y'all owe me a beer. All right. You know, if I'm right, y'all see me like chugging a bottle of Dom on Twitter. you like, screw <laughs> you guys. I told you so.
0: If you do, go for it. Be my guest. <laughs> We're going to beat a team by 21 points that we've only been 19 times overall.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're too depleted. I honestly believe that. And we aren't? Not as bad. Who, we have Presley at wide receiver, those twins. Look, uh, look. it's still, how many games has Ben Rolls been a head coach for?
0: That part doesn't matter. Bob's, I think, I'm pretty sure Bob Stoops won his first bedlam in 99.
1: It's different, man. <laughs> Gundy, it? It's different, I man. I think it's that different. Do you know how bad Oklahoma State was in 99, dude? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're getting the whole train rolling early. Hop on board, motherfuckers! No, I'm not. No,
0: nine and three Alamo. This is the nine and three Alamo Bowl train.
1: That's
0: <laughs> that's it. Wait, who? Okay, so if they're if Oklahoma State's going ten and two, who are the two losses?
1: No, I just said if even if they win four and eight, they're going to beat OU by twenty one. But you said they were going to go ten and two. Yeah, Texas and somebody they shouldn't lose to. Oh, you have them losing to Texas. Yeah.
0: Do you have Oklahoma State winning the Big Twelve?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could see OU go. I see them beating OU, but I could see OU only losing one game. I could see Baylor. I could see Baylor. And you expect us to lose times by 21. What? (laughs) (laughs) I have broken Ian. I've done it. I have officially done it. I have broken. This doesn't add up. If OU loses one game and it's us by 21. Plus, it's still college football man it's still college football rivalries still matter i'm telling you i got the feeling does that mean if OU that's their only loss that means they would go to the big
0: 12. i guess they just wouldn't face us then
1: i mean if we're 10 and 2 yeah because i'm assuming baylor only loses a game because baylor is really good i
0: no, i think the i i if we ever do a preview which who knows at this point I I think the the Big 12 championship will be Baylor in Oklahoma.
1: Which if what I called happens, yeah, it still could happen. I guess it yeah, I mean, I
0: guess it's still We gotta go before I lose my mind again,
1: man. <laughs> I don't know. I just I am <laughs> all right, cowboys and cowgirls. We will see y'all next time as Ian regains his composure and hopes to not slap me through my computer screen.